It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasciolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Grab that turkey. Grab a, grab a pint of beer, whatever it takes to get you in that Thanksgiving spirit. It's Thanksgiving week uh, here for us and on the Winning Ticket Podcast, and that means tons of football, guys. Uh, it was a crazy Sunday this past week. Uh, had a lot of good wins, had a lot of bad beats, unfortunately. That just seems to be the nature of things this time of year. But... Gobble, gobble. <laughs> Dean heads rejoice, because I've 5-1 yeah. in the last two weeks in the Big Bank. Um, although, I, I've been... You know, it's funny. I go 5-1 and one in the Big Bank, and I get a little bit chirped because I'm 0-3 in the dog pound recently. <laughs> there has been some chirps going on, uh, you know, but hopefully those, those die down a little bit because the, the Big Bank success has been undeniable. Thank you, of course, Dean. I'm here with Zach, and this is your boy John hey, talking yo. as well. Um, and so when, when I was analyzing the uh, my picks from Week 11, I had great picks aside from the two totals I got, and it honestly felt like... I chose Cardinals and Seahawks over 48 and Washington and Carolina under 43, which I even admitted to you guys. I can't remember if I did it on the episode, but off pod, I know I said that it seems like the opposite should be the smarter play. But I went against what I thought was my better judgment and picked something that was more feasible. And I legitimately feel like no other game hit and over and no other game hit and under. Like, well, I felt like I was on an island there. Let me ask, what, what total did you get the, the Washington game at? It was 43. Okay, so it was it was barely over. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it still, ended at forty eight. Yeah. It still it sucks because it's in it's still in that range, and forty three is such a small number that I should have taken the over. And then really looking at the, I also thought for what it's worth, I thought the Cardinals were gonna have Kyler Murray that game, which mm. also contributed to the over. And the Seahawks look absolutely. I mean, they're they're cooked. They're Dude, finished. So as a as a finished. Seahawks backer last week, sure. um, you know I had them as my dog pound. Yeah. I woke up Sunday morning. I, I checked my phone. My <laughs> dog pound closing line value is about sixty eight cents to the dollar. So I absolutely smashed it. Hit that yeah. good. That is a really good bet, and that's the one thing that I do want to key in on. I know that we haven't really been reading our records as much. You guys know that we're you know. Pretty much having a ho-hum season, pretty much mm-hmm. like even and stuff. Yeah, and we're still thing. hovering around 50%. The, the, the thing, though, is if you are in this for more than a hobby, if you're not just a casual person and you are going to grind a bankroll, you need to realize that sometimes making a good bet and having a winning ticket are different things. You know, mm-hmm. the Seahawks at plus 110 is a great bet, especially with Kyler Murray getting ruled out. Right. That's one of those things where I'd make that bet a thousand times out of a thousand. Yeah. You know, if you knew going into that game... Cole McCoy starting that those odds changed to minus one sixty. So you know I, I got you there that almost the seventy cents of value. I, I would make that bet value. again. That's something to think about. I don't want to harp on a loss too much, but I know that a lot of people only think about oh yeah, what's your overall win loss? Well, it, it's value, and that's why we do a contest yeah. like the Big Bank to see how much money we would possibly make someone of this uh, unit size. And it's one of those things where you know making the right bet sometimes doesn't win. Yeah. I completely agree. It and it's it goes back to what we talked about last week about overreacting, right? Mm-hmm. Seahawks play the Washington football team this week. You know, Washington's been on a bit of, of a hot streak. Seattle, I mean, their offense is broken, which is why they're not winning games. You know, so you 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 know could certainly take pause before you were to put any more money towards the Seahawks. Not saying that. But you also have to not be like, well, I'm just not touching the Seahawks the rest of the game. More on this later, baby! Ooh, <laughs> there you go, Zach. Zach, tell us about your, your week 11. What, all what, the what were some of the hits? Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Zach's fat lock has been abysmal this year. Mm-hmm. The fat smock is back. Once again, I mm-hmm. absolutely nailed two games out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And then the Bucks decide to lose to the football team. Mm-hmm. Um that was two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, this this Holy week you how'd had... You, how'd you break our hearts this week? This you, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I lose so often. The Bills. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Oh shit yeah. on by the Colts. That's how the Bengals covered with ease. The Niners covered with ease. And of all the games, I decided to take the Bills minus one. Uh, and obviously the Colts are a much better team than what I thought previously. Uh, Jonathan Taylor ran crazy. Had one of the best mm-hmm. performances of the year, um, if not recent years. You know what? Really quick, I just want to jump in. You know, I don't remember if I said it on the pod or while we weren't recording, but 
I was talking three or four weeks ago that Jonathan Taylor should be in the MVP conversation. Yep. And now, after that performance, of course, everyone's talking about it. I mean, even before this five-touchdown performance, mm-hmm. um, he's the first Colt in... And a, yeah, the first time in Colt's franchise history to have 100 scrimmage yards and what is it? like? I think eight it's eight games? straight games, yeah. Well, when it was at five, I was like, man, this guy's really good. Right. Like, we should and he's almost doubled this. it since then. Yeah. I don't think there is anybody, and we've talked about this off-pod, there is no quarterback in my eyes, and there's no other player in my mm. eyes that's doing quite what Jonathan Taylor is doing for his team. And I think you could just look at it as this. If he's not on that team, how many games are these Colts yep. losing? Or how many are they not winning? So great right? point, actually. I adjusted my power rankings. Everyone knows how, um, you know, when you do power rankings and modeling, uh, I'm big into that. And uh, Jonathan Taylor accounts for, to the bottom line, one and a half points. He's wow. the only quarterback um, right now above a half a point that would affect the line. So, right. for example, uh, what is it this week? Colts. Plus two and a half. If Jonathan Taylor is not playing, we we see four or five. And honestly, gotcha. knowing how the public is, th- that would be seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think the public is going to overreact, and if he were to miss time, would give him more like four or five mm-hmm. uh, sure. points to the to the bottom five. line spread. But the, the fun thing about the Colts is I have them third in my power rankings now. Holy you guys called me a madman. Wow. I talk about the model all the time. Model was ten five and one last week. Wow, I should have followed your model. Uh, That's incredible. <laughs> The mm-hmm. Seahawks uh, was my dog pound, obviously. Mm-hmm. I look at them, though. I look at them kind of like I look at the Chiefs. They're broken. Mm. They're going to rebound. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that offense is too good. Russell Wilson's too good. I think that the game script was just awful. Okay. You cannot run the ball. Uh, what they, they're running the ball 65 to 70% yeah. of the time. It's, it's a very With Russell Wilson as your quarterback, I mean, we, we talked about it last week on the pod. Yeah. The Pete Carroll era is just coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I cannot see. I'm sorry if there's any other quarterback there. Maybe I'd have a different opinion. Russell Wilson does not strike me as the type to just lay down and die no. and quit on his team. And this week he's a very winnable matchup. Right. Going against a football team who I also think have kind of just run into a little bit of luck. Sure. Um, real quick, love the Bengals. They rebounded from the bye with ease. Mm-hmm. Panthers. Panthers let me down in a big spot. He's and not they, back. I'll tell you what, <laughs> played pretty decent. Yeah, I think, you know, they, yeah. they didn't put enough... Uh, up they, enough yeah. points to win, I think. The it was defense the defense that do. really let them down. Yeah. Terry McLaurin kind of just mm-hmm. ran all over them. And then the um, the Cowboys, who was a last-minute addition, mm-hmm. just fell flat on their face. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's very a weird I, game very, from them. Very again. weird from both teams because yeah. really they both didn't score a lot of points, which says to me one of two things. Either the Chiefs kind of went back to their... Brokenness. Back to the brokenness. Uh-huh. Or maybe, just maybe the Cowboys' defense is for real. Yeah, yeah it's possible. Robert Quinn is doing yeah, a very think, good job. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I uh, was, Dan Quinn. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, sorry, we're a little off schedule. You know, we're a little later than normal. Yeah. It's also a different night. Uh, we're watching the the Nets. Shout out to Best's Net Pod. Uh, you know, we're watching <laughs> yeah, the Nets hey, instead of our, our lovely Thursday night football. But yeah, no, the one thing that I will uh, just speak to really quick about the teams that are quote unquote broken that we kind of throw in the garbage. Uh, the Seahawks actually have. The worst time of possession in all of the NFL. Wow. They do. They simply do not run plays. And that is, what is that attributed to? They run through the line of scrimmage. Russ runs for his life. Which is honestly sacked. amazing for how much they run the ball. You yeah. think run the ball translates to time of possession. Right. But I guess if you don't run the ball effectively. Well, you know what it is? If you don't get first downs, you can't keep the yeah. ball. You can't keep your defense off the field. And Seahawks defense, quite frankly, has sucked in the last five years. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I think that this is a, a closing, a sunsetting of an era. I had the Seahawks last week because if they lost, they have that daunted seven, uh, yep. the, the seventh loss of the mm-hmm. year. And uh, I, I think that they are playoff pretenders right now. They need a oh, lot yeah. of help. They're not. They're done. I actually, it's you funny. You start I, worrying about maybe a top you know, top fifteen pick at this point. And the one know, thing that I will playoffs. The couple of things I will mention too is, you know, always look at your futures. We're getting on to week twelve. John Washington's line is gonna be close to see who owes who yep. a, a playoff party. And then also Zach, I don't think we actually hammered it out, but I believe I had Colts not to make or excuse me, the Chargers not to make the playoffs. You had them to make the playoffs, so we yes. gotta figure out what the what the And also are. one great thing about the Colts, dude, <laughs> Zach's future's yeah. back. I'm yeah. back. <laughs> That's the future screaming from my FanDuel app. Amen. Love oh, that. Man. I should have t- I should have doubled down. Yeah. I have better right. odds. Could oh. could be. Let's um I'll just say I just want to I gave my losses, but I do want to credit myself for first of all choosing Dean's Vikings for the dog pound. That was a last minute switch. And they came back. I just had a feeling that they were gonna 
that they were going to crush. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it got really cool. close. Uh, and then, surprisingly, um, you know, Justin Fields goes down, Andy Dalton comes in, and the Bears lose the game, but they cover five points. Uh, and once we found out... Lose a game they had no business... No business losing. Here we go. Time out. <laughs> Interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Because I, I watched the last fourth quarter of this game. Because I was rooting for Gianno. Yeah. And I just couldn't believe it. Fourth and 11. Andy Dalton in the game. <laughs> And he throws a bomb, and they take it to the house. I was like, oh, my God, John, look yeah. at this. Yeah. Unbelievable. The Bears are going to do it. And then with, a, what was it, like a minute and 20 left? Fucking t- Huntley? Yeah, Tyler Huntley, Tyler right? Tyler Huntley gets a pass interference call and lets his, the Bears defense. He goes down and scores. Goes down and scores in no time. I think Matt Nagy probably just about wanted to dig up in a hole. And just fucking hide and cry yeah. after that. Yeah, I think we're going to be talking about Matt Nagy in a little bit because uh, I, I might Love have it. a little bit more on that game. It, it goes uh, back to the to getting the lines. You know, hopefully listen to the pod early because as soon as Lamar Jackson was asked not to play, the line went down to Bears plus two. That was another one of great closing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was, it was which which was which was a loser. They yes. lost by three, I think. Yep. Or, yeah. Yeah. So so that lost. So it's fine. I texted my cousins about this again. I that text is, my cousins a lot. Now that um, is the reason why why we are sitting here and you're sitting there with yeah. your with your AirPods listening to us. That is the difference. John, say that again. Yeah. <laughs> you had plus five, and it closed yeah. that plus two. That is the difference between a win and a loss. You will only, well, not only get that here, but that is but one benefit. But that's the reason why you're investing your time and your energy into listening to this. And that's why we do the same for you. So, again, fun-filled week. We're going to give you right now, before we get into Zach's Fact Lot and our Big Bank Plays, Let's go over tomorrow's Thanksgiving annual uh, pastime for the Lions and the Cowboys, and then we also got Saints and Bills tomorrow night. Um, let's just go round table. As I usually do, I have a play on every single game. I um, also have a play oh, on every right. single game. And I have a bonus that <laughs> that's covers every single game. Oh, my God. That's so, awesome. So let's spin I'm, the wheel. I'm Who starting to go first? Zach, and this, Zach is, this is a big bank play, right? Because we yep. have to take one big yep. bank play. Yeah, I'm going to so, make this one big bank play. This was, I was looking at the things that I liked the most. And I thought to myself, man, what do I like? What do I like? Do I trust the Bears and the Lions? Uh, I mean, they did announce today Jared Goff is starting. Not that that does anything. <laughs> but uh, a team that, you know, Matt Nagy kind of seems like he lost the locker room. But Andy Dalton is still fighting for his career. Uh-huh. So he kind of has, uh, you know, a little pizzazz in the play. Like the Raiders and Cowboys. Do I feel comfortable laying seven points? No, not really. And then the night game, Bills and Saints. Do I trust the Saints? Bills coming off of a brutal loss. I know the Saints are. I mean, every team lost. Yeah. Playing in every team lost coming in. Uh, Saints no Alvin Kamara. So I was like, man, what is a great way for me to Mm -hmm. enjoy my turkey day and have fun? And you know what's a great way to have fun, guys? It's rooting for the over. So my official play is I'm doing a ten point. Sweetheart tease of every goddamn over in the fucking slate. That is so funny. So it is minus 120. So that's why I was originally like, well, let me see the odds on this. If it's like minus 150, that's unreasonable. I would never give that out. Yeah, yeah. But literally, most like heavy favorites are minus 117, minus 118. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. fuck it. For 20 cents on the dollar, here's my play. Yeah. First game, I got the Bears at the Lions. 10 points teased down, over 31 and a half. Wow. Love it. I always say when it comes to teasing totals, you want something that does not make sense. Like, I'll yeah. give you a good example. An under 60. Right. An, like or an, an over, over 31 an over and a half. 31 yeah. and a half. That's <laughs> right. great. And actually, very fun fact, uh, shout out to Joe again, who's in the intro. I just realized, I, every time I mention Joe, I have to explain who he is, even though his first and last name is in our intro anyway. So that's the the, the fourth man. Me and Joe got into a heated argument, as we always do, because we, you know, sometimes we get confused as to who has what. But basically, my whole takeaway is Matt Nagy has been announced as fired, but he went, had to go on a press conference and say, that is not true. Nobody told me I'm fired. Wow. I think that this is Matt Nagy playing for not his job, but his pride. I think that the Bears are going to open it up a little bit. Andy Dolan is Nagy's guy. He brought him in to be the starter. The fans fucking hated it. And now he has a great excuse to let the Red Rocket loose. I, I actually really love this one. So, yeah. So, 31 and a half. And fun fact, even the poopy, poopy Pittsburgh Steelers-Lions game <laughs> tied at 16-16 qualifies right. 32. as an over. <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, we love that. That's a great one. Uh, the second one, we're teasing the Raiders and the Cowboys. This one's down to 41 and a half. Nice. That's really good. I cannot see the Raiders throwing another stinker up. 
and I cannot see the Cowboys throwing another stinker up. Mm-hmm. Don't know if this will come close to 51.5 total, but 41.5 all day in a Cowboys game is like stealing candy from a baby. Then at last, we have Bills Saints over 35.5. Bills defense nice looks and suspect, and also the Bills offense looks suspect last week. Could just be a perfectly get-right game. Mm-hmm. When I just looked at these numbers with these odds, it was way too enticing for yeah. me. And I was looking at possibly make the only thing I was thinking about changing um, is doing under. Um, it would have been sixty-one and a half in the Raiders Cowboys, but I was like, mm. God forbid it's a shootout. It right. doesn't really yeah. make much sense. That was the hardest of the totals. I think, Absolutely, of, of but there it is, gents. This is not I my fat that. lock, but it is a big bank play for one unit. Love it, man. So that's cool. Zach's yeah. giving uh, another teaser, good value. I love, I love that too. The ten point teaser, uh, very interesting. Uh, you guys know me. Sometimes I talk about teasers. And my Thanksgiving play is also a three-team teaser because (laughs) it is so rare that we have a three-game slate and all of the numbers work for a Wong teaser, as we were saying. I sent this to John and Zach. I said that um, this is now, you know, my identity. And let's (laughs) let's go for it. Lions plus eight and a half. Cowboys minus one and a half. Bills a half, so pretty much pick them. For plus 160, Big Bank. Double unit time. I'm coming for the jugular. Here's what it is. Anytime that you could tease up, through three and seven, your odds go up exponentially. Lions eight and a half. It just they just can't fucking fall apart. Cowboys should mm-hmm. win this game outright. We know coming off a loss mm-hmm. um, under the national spotlight. What goes more synonymous with football than the Cowboys playing well? You know you're full of your turkey already. Yep. You sit on the on your your couch of preference, and all <laughs> of a sudden you get um, you know a Cowboys victory. So Cowboys will win yep. outright. And then the Bills, man, this is a big um, get-right spot. Now, I will caution, the Bills leg is the one that I get most nervous about, mm-hmm. mainly because Sean Payton is so good against the spread after a loss. Yep. But we look last week, you know, after a loss, yep. playing against the Eagles, and, man, I just want to give a nice little shout-out to Jalen Hurts. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about him in a little bit. The one <laughs> play was literally, a, it was almost like a broken quarterback run, and he just shook four guys out of their boots and ran for a touchdown. But that was an awesome play against uh, the Saints, who had who coming into that game was number one rush DVOA defense. Yeah. Not anymore. It's one of those things the Saints are just way too injured to get it done. Um, no Kamara, two offensive linemen out, uh, key cluster injuries. Even Troutman, the guy that scored uh, the touchdowns last week, he's even uh, dinged up too. Wow, okay. Uh, also, Mark Ingram, also questionable. So it's one of those things. He's not exactly young, so if he get, comes out and gets re-injured, then we're looking at Tony Jones. I just think that the Bills are going to dominate here. Wow. Oh, yeah, guys. By the way, uh, we should have probably announced at the beginning of the pod, but Mm. Thanksgiving is a monumental time in a winning ticket podcast uh, where we go to double units. Yep. Double units is effective this week, and I will make the same announcement at the top of the big bank in case (laughs) you you missed it. But go ahead, John. Yep. Yeah. And, John, before before you uh, continue, you have a 5.7 unit lead on me and a 6.4 unit lead on Zach. So, John, you are the leader. Now, all the Dean heads know this from last year. Last year, I ended 13-2 and two during double unit season. That's, we'll that's what it is. I have a request. So it turns like that. I think that. at the top of every big bank now, I yeah, we're gonna read the we need to read these standings. Yeah. I need so. to know. I'm down. Yeah. Just, just for just for better competitive sake. I, I'm pretty sure the first year I was leading two going in double units, and then it just all kind of fell apart. So all right. I got to make sure I, I, I put my money where my mouth is. So I had also totals on all of these games. I'm going to make just one of them my big bang play because you guys did so well with, with recapping everything else. For what it's worth, I would take the Bears at Lions over 41.5 as well. The Raiders at Cowboys, only if... The Cowboys offense with Zeke Hurt and maybe with them still not... And no C.D. Lamb. And no C.D. Lamb. And the Raiders maybe not finding it. I like the under 51.5 on this one. So, fun fact, before I did the teaser, when Zach kind of fired me up. Um, Before, that was my Thanksgiving play originally, the under 51.5. It's one Mm -hmm. of those things, you know, Zeke, Lamb, Cooper, all the big names are kind of banged up. I I can see the Cowboys kind of just... You know, like they—they're not, not going to have to score it. that many points to beat the Raiders. Yeah, a you know a twenty-four point you know twenty-four to seventeen can just as well do it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, the philosophy that I see. What I am going to put one unit or two units on for the double units is this total Bills at Saints over forty-five, uh, and I really think it's for a number of reasons. The Bills uh, need to—they really need to reestablish 
kind of their their prowess as the AFC contender, right? It was taken by the Titans a little bit. They just lost a bad one to the Texans. Now you're looking at the Patriots who are soaring up the division. The Bills, as of today, I think have the seventh spot in the wild in the AFC. They're a wild card team right now. This is not at all after going to the AFC Championship game, right? They do not want to be in this spot. This is absolutely a, I know we're going into New Orleans, I know it's going to be a tough atmosphere. The Saints, too, also have some desperation. They come off of three straight losses, right? I don't know what uh, that factors in into Sean Payton's career in terms of uh, galvanizing the team to, to win a game after a losing streak. And I know the team is banged up. They don't even have any, like, you know, they don't have their starting quarterback. They're missing a lot of players. Um, I just like this. Somehow the Saints find a way to score against the Bills. The Bills kind of piling on on the Saints. 45 seems a little low to me. This this looked to be probably closer to like a 49. So I'll take the advantage where I have it. And I got to just double down on this uh, Bills at Saints. Wyatt's over the other two. Again, Raiders and Cowboys, we don't know quite what these teams are going to be. I don't trust them to score a lot of points, but crazy things have happened. And then Bears and Lions, I like the over of 41.5. Again, it's a desperation thing. It could be the Matt Nagy Bowl, Dean, if you think about it. Of all of these teams... That's the team with the coach that is most on the hot seat. You mm -hmm. could argue that Dan Campbell should be right there too, but it's highly unlikely they move on yeah. from him after yeah. a Thanksgiving game. So you'd, this is one of those, if Matt Nagy doesn't win this, maybe he is fired You know, sometime. It's a mini-buy. Yeah. Maybe before the next game. I know they just drafted the young quarterback, a, a lot neither of the, here nor there. A I, lot of the, um, yeah. the, the reports around camp was that um, you know players were leaking that earlier in the season when Andy Dalton was named the starter, everyone, or half the locker room rather, um, got turned against Nagy, and then okay. it turned out that the person leaking was, you know, later identified to be Allen Robinson. That is, uh, that's mm -hmm. a rumor. But sure. Allen Robinson is clearly unhappy. He has right. been his entire tenure, yeah, his entire say, life. He's never been on a good team. He's <laughs> very good. Yeah, but yeah, apparently there's a lot of um, trouble in the locker room. Almost so much to the fact that when Nagy was interviewed by the media, they asked him if management already told him that he's fired. And he yeah. said no. So, like, what, what kind of? Yeah, yeah. It's never who's who's ever bounced back from that situation. Who's say, ever gone to win the Super yeah. Bowl after that has come out against you? So, reiterating, I like Bills at Saints over forty-five, but I'll take the over on the Bears and Lions game and the under at Raiders and Cowboys. Love that. Let's go to my fat lock. It's so big. Zach's fat lock. It's so big. <laughs> All right. Guys, the fat lock. We still have time to make this segment profitable this year. <laughs> I'm holding that hope. I'm bound to get hot. Uh, it's mm -hmm. just been a really fucky year, man. It just seems that like there's always some crazy shit that's going on. Yeah. It's, which it's is, been a weird season. Which is why I decided this week that I need to incorporate some underdogs in Zach's fat lock. So here it is, folks. I'm going for it. Pittsburgh Steelers. Plus ten and a half. Ooh, mm, great the number. At the Cincinnati Bengals is the divisional matchup. Steelers coming off of a very, very close game against the Chargers, which technically got the shit kicked out of them. That wound up being close thanks to some fluky yeah. plays. Uh -huh. uh, the Steelers need this game. So do the Bengals, but because they're both in need of this game, I think it's going to be a hard-hitting smash-mouth duel. Yeah, and again, that, divi divisional that, That's going to come down to, let's say, seven points, even like, you know, yeah. a little bit more than that. Even if it's a ten-point game, that half-point you know, gives me some cushion there. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going with the Titans plus twelve at the Patriots. I do think the Patriots are going to win. Okay, but I think that the Titans, coming off of an embarrassing loss, have a lot to prove, and the Patriots have been red hot. Mm -hmm. Patriots won what now? Five in a row. Yeah, they're on. So they're on mm -hmm. fire. They are on fire. They are bound to come back down to earth. And then my last leg of this, very simple, is going to come down to Turkey Night, baby. <laughs> Bills at even money. Okay. No Love spread. It. So Love straight it. up. Bills, okay. straight up. This is a six-point teaser. It's plus 176. So very juicy. Wow, yeah. Okay. Very juicy. Very, very juicy. Um, that's it, gents. That's my fat lock this week. Love that fat Love lock. I, I was so curious because the Titans almost made my ledger. I almost wanted to take them with the points, too, without even doing it in a teaser. Only because I, I just believe, even though the Patriots have been so hot... You know, when these teams eventually just come back down to earth, and and the Titans have to be completely embarrassed from last year. Not only that, that was like, a horrible. To game. me, I look at the Patriots. The Patriots aren't like a, a juggernaut, like right. the Rams, or the Chiefs. They're, they're like, well coached. Yeah. Like they're, that's really they're what a it is. Coaching, but yeah. are, do, are are they? Imagine if they go down ten nothing. 
Like the, that's the, the thing. Over. Like I don't, right. I don't, I don't see them. You know, unless you know Tennessee's making like brutal mistakes. Right. Um, we well, two things about that. One, the last time the Titans lost an embarrassing game, I was on the side that beat them. I yeah. Had a, I had a team total. Yeah. The second time the Titans lost an embarrassing game, I was on that team spread. Yeah. And last time. The following week, I bet the Titans the next week because Mike Vrabel is something ungodly, like 87% straight up after a loss. No, he actually yeah. might be 100% straight up after a loss. <laughs> 100%? But, no, it's a, or 100% ATS. Yeah. And uh, Titans, uh, live lines, 6.5. Model has New England only minus 2. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot, a of, lot of value there. Right? Where did 6.5 come It was and 7 this morning when six, I checked six and it. 6.5? Uh, very good, good call about the, the model seven. has it at what? Uh, New England minus two. Yeah. There's a four and a half point variance. Yeah, that I don't that's it. Bankroll, baby. This, this yeah, was was say, also... for, for me, that has to be a play. And John, yeah. it's very cool because the books offering a six and a half means that, or a six means that you could buy up to seven or seven and a yeah. half for like minus one thirty. Right, which I think is worth it, so you don't get yeah. so you don't get hooked. I, this will be in my personal ledger. It's it's just surprise. Like the Titans are not. Yes, they had a really bad game against Texans. I mean, have you ever heard of a trap game before? That's clearly what it yeah. was. You know, and obviously they're hurt. Should say this: they're hurt without Derrick Henry, right? Their offense is different. They're struggling to to rest the ball like they, like they wanted. Yeah, and now AJ Brown's hurt. Ole Jones been hurt. Anyway, it, it just seems bizarre to me. I know the Patriots are hot. They're they're very good. They're leading their division, but to be seven point underdogs, the Titans were considered Super Bowl favorites not a month ago. You know, we we can't forget again that that seems like the books are way overreacting. Mm. And you're right. I think the Patriots they don't have players that scare me with their physical imposition. They're just very well coached. Cra- crazy enough, I have New England as team five and Tennessee at team nine, mm-hmm. and it's still New England minus two. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So there, not, there it goes. It's not just a power rating. I mean, I would be a complete goof if I was just like you're number five. Therefore, you're six and a half points better than everyone else. Yeah, that, that's not it at all. I, I there's a lot that goes into it. So yeah, just interesting from a power ra- rating standpoint. Um, maybe if anything, that just shows that New England might be a little high. But yeah, I, yeah. I think I think that this, this ledger game, is really good. Yeah, this this almost made my ledger. So I'll be you know looking at it uh, when we when we watch on on Sunday. What say you boys? We're out of Turkey Day. We're out of the fat lock now. We're stuffed. We got to spill all over our big bank now. Big bank picks. All right, guys. W in a big bank. I have two plays because I gave my one Thanksgiving play. Everyone else have another two plays or one play? Yeah, I have. I have two. Dean, same two. Sweet. All right. I got two controversial plays, gents. I'm, I'm fucking. All right. Hit us with your with your controversy. I'm going for it right here. All right. First one. Should I start with more or least controversial? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's let's just tear the bandaid <laughs> off. Taking the Giants plus three and a half. Oh no, Zach! Fourth time is the charm, guys. <laughs> Fourth time is the charm. Why am I oh. taking the Giants? Because this year has been absolute chaos. Oh. The Giants have looked like utter garbage. There's nobody in their right mind who is looking at that spread and saying, why the fuck are the Eagles only giving three and a half points? This makes literally no sense. This is a trap game. There's a trap game <laughs> written all over it. I think the Giants are, quite frankly, embarrassed after that horrid performance uh, last week. And I just don't buy the Eagles being this dominant team. It seems like they've just absolutely been coasting the last few weeks. I don't know. I feel like mm. the Giants somehow hang close. Keep this tight. I'm very interested in what Freddie Kitchen draws up. I think this week you're going to see Daniel Jones basically just, like, they're just going to fucking throw the kitchen sink out and say, you know what? Here you go. We're not being conservative. We're not fucking, you know, doing all these design bullshit, like, dink and dunk plays. Mm -hmm. I think that it's going to be a heavy dose of getting the ball down the field, doing some trick stump plays with Kadarius Toney, and... Actually, I don't know what the over is off the top of my head. I also really like the over this week uh, because I truly believe that they are just going to be trying anything and everything to score points because that offense has been so lethargic. Uh, the 45 and a half, by 45 the and a half. I love the over on that as well. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I don't know what the rush defense statistics are for the New York Giants, but Jalen Hurts does not strike me as the type of quarterback who's going to be able to throw it all over the Giants. Um to be frank, the Bucks kind of looked a little sloppy at some points towards mm-hmm. the second half. It kind of just seemed like they dominated the first half, and then they kind of coasted. Yeah. Um, 
I think it was more so the Giants being completely inept. Oh, yeah. I think they, what, missed an, missed on two fourth down conversions with vanilla play calling, which totally yeah. changes everything. I'm going to rail on, on the first one because it's exactly what I've been dogging Dan Campbell for. It was, when you're a bad team, and I know that spreads don't matter to these these underdog teams, but, you know, as a, as a Giants plus 11 backer, it was one of those things where 17 to 10, you're in, in clear field goal range, and you have a kicker that has never missed, like, from in that range. Take the points, man. Be annoying to the Bucks. You go for it, you don't yeah. get it. Uh, literally, the Bucks ran the play for the Giants. Yep. And, um, yeah, of course, and then they get no points, and they get no more, no more points for the rest of the game. This game screams to me, either the Giants are going to win a close one or lose a heartbreaker <laughs> on a last-minute field goal, and that's okay. And that's why that's a cover. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking the fan completely out of this. Yeah. This yep. is literally, I'm looking at this, and I'm just saying, if I'm a average better Mm-hmm. And I see that Giants performance and what they've done this season. I've seen the Eagles on this tear lately. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm looking on that line. I'm saying, how the fuck are the Eagles? How is it? How is there a three? How is this not a six? How is this not a seven? That line is fishy, and I am going the route of. I'm not falling for the trap. I'm taking the Giants with the points. I I could not tell you who the teams are and say hated. Crosstown rivals. What what is it from here to also, 60 miles? Let's maybe? talk yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring this up. You know, the last time the Giants and the Eagles played each other. Ah yes, that oh, was yeah. that was the, the infamous nutsack Doug game. Yeah, the nutsack Doug game. Nutsack Doug. <laughs> when he pulled to clarify, yeah, yeah. yes, he pulled Jalen Hurts after what was it the first quarter? No, it was, was late. No, it was like the third. It was like late in the game. I no, thought. it was not late. No, yeah, it was early, super early in the game. So the speculation oh. is that the Eagles lost on purpose so that the Giants did not make the playoffs. So yeah, Joe Judge revenge game, kind of for that. Kind of, but um, yeah, no, it's one of those things. I could tell anyone, um, you know. These two stadiums are separated by, what, 60 miles, 65 yeah. miles, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, you know, basically cross-town rivals, division game in your rival's house. Team that is home is getting three and a half points. What side do you take in? Every, it doesn't matter what the two teams are, everyone, yeah. unless it's like the Jags. Uh, you, you would take the home yeah, everyone's team taking the home every team single there. time. Yeah, this is, this is an interesting line. Um, I thought, because the first thing I thought, um, you know, Jason Garrett's fired, so where does this offense go? Is it the scheme that's the problem? Is it the talent that is the problem? I said, let me look at the team total over. What would you be comfortable taking, Zach, the Giants' team total over? 20 and a half. I was going to say 21 feels right. That's exactly what the line is right now, 20 and a half. Hmm. So that is an option, too. I almost, in a weird way... Am I good or am I good? I feel like like that might be a stronger play because then I'm just... I'm not taking it? You going with the double unit? No, I can't. I can't. I tell you, I'm not betting the Giants. There's too much fandom there. But if I had to compare the two bets, I would take the total for the Giants on their offense because then you're then you're doubling down on the fact that they're making a change at offensive coordinator. Get there. They're getting a boost. You don't have to worry about the defense is doing. You don't have to worry because the Eagles, you know, the Eagles have won three of their last four, and a lot of them have been like by convincing fashion. Oh, so like been they're the hell out of teams, they're yeah. they're scaring me. And you know, listen, they're five and six. Their season is is not even close to being over, and they tell themselves in that locker room. These Giants, man, their offensive coordinator's gone. Their GM is most likely gone, and then because of that, who knows what other coach is gone. There is something to say about teams playing at home. It's a crosstown rivalry. They will play for their pride. A lot of them will play for a spot on the team next year, as these seasons typically go. So it's not, it's not a bet I would take, and I'm only speaking about this because I'm a fan. I know you're taking the fandom out of it. Uh, it's just, it's so hard for me to back the Giants. This is just, I, I know this is not sharp mm. at all, uh-huh. but it just seems to be the way this year has been going. Right. It's kind of just like, expect the unexpected. Yeah. And for that reason, I, I am, I am take, I would never in a million years take this game, but I just feel like that the line, if the line is too, it's, it's too, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think the I think the playing for a spot on the team handicap that doesn't really apply until like week fourteen or so. I, I think that the Giants, you know, okay. believe it or not, they're in such a bad division that like you know if they win three in a row, that what would that be? Right, they, what, they would be six, six and, and seven, seven they're yeah. right in the thick of it. So they wouldn't be. And, dead. And the NFC is markedly uh, a little bit true. weaker. I, I don't think that the Giants are really uh, tucking tail yet. Now we're okay. going to see a lot on the field if the Giants come out. This might be a good live betting opportunity. Sure, if the Giants come out super flat. You could just live bet and be like, they quit on Judge. They they fired Garrett, but they want the rest gone, and yeah. that's that. If they come right. out super motivated and they're flying all around the field and putting up points, 
um, then you could be like, oh, wow, Garrett was the problem. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I... I, I just I, it's hard for me to trust them because of how poorly they played on Monday night against the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. They came out so lifeless after a bye week. But you know, all the best to this team. Just a little uh, tidbit that I found. So the line, the over, um, the total is forty five and a half for this game. Um, four, yeah. They're prior to this game. Their last four games, their totals were forty five and a half, forty four and a half. 44 and a half and 45 and a half. I think the so reason for, for that, years, John, is that they typically that match way. up later in the season and we live here so we know what the weather's like. And MetLife is very notoriously very windy. Yes. And you're right. In 2019, in fact, it was a week 14 game and a week 17 game. Yep. Um, but just just for for uh, statistics sake, they're actually unders hit more than the overs by 3 to 1 in those last four games. So it. maybe this over is the time to, to break the trend. Um, that's just, I have so much more to say on the Giants. I'm like biting my tongue, but we're mm-hmm. a betting podcast, so I know we got to focus on. I'll jump to my play, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, Dean. I'll jump right in Please. here. Um, let's see which one I want to do. Fuck it. Let's go with the spicy one, guys. Jonathan Taylor's MVP, right? I think so. I think, I think he's looking like the best running back in the league, especially with Derrick Henry out. This guy has to be the focal point of the Buccaneers' defense this week. Actually, really quick, John, I just want to read off um, MVP live odds. Yeah. Tom Brady, uh, plus 300. Josh Allen, 600, which is the worst bet you could possibly make. Of course. Stafford and Rodgers and Dak, 10 to 1. I would not take. Murray, 12 to 1. Uh, Mahomes, Herbert, 12 to 1. No. Lamar Jackson, 14 to 1. And Jonathan 20 to 1. I would place it, personally. I think I would place that, too. If I was a future guy, I would do because look at the names that I read. None of these that, guys are having a good year. That is a farce. Not just a Aaron quick tangent. A game, man. If any of these, if the season ended today and any of these quarterbacks won, none of them are the MVPs. Ooh, you know who's team. bringing up the rear though? None Kirk, of them. Kirk Cousins plus four thousand. All right, all right. <laughs> Little love to Kirk. Um, I I clearly love Jonathan Taylor, and I told myself I got I got to start cashing in on this guy's production. This is a weird stat. So the bet I'm taking is Jonathan Taylor over. 23 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I looked at the rushing line, and I believe it was 69 or 79 and a half. Um, after such a monster last couple of weeks and pretty much all season, those rushing totals might seem juicy. But when you look at the numbers, Jonathan Taylor actually, he's only eclipsed for this particular bet, 23 and a half receiving yards. It's going to sound wild to you guys. He's only done it three times. He's gotten most of his production on the ground, and he scored a lot of touchdowns. So he he is productive for his team in a myriad of ways. It's not just rushing yards. It's not just catches. It's not just receptions. He's kind of like Christian McCaffrey in a way. Why do I like the over on the receiving yards this year? I really do think that the Buccaneers are a better team than the Colts. The the Bucks are going to look to stop Jonathan Taylor on the ground. I mean that is their. If you're playing the Colts right now, what is your game plan? Stuff Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, do Bucks not are, let this guy loose. The Bucks are remarkable at uh, run defense, too. They're first. They're still ranked first uh, in the league for rushing defense. So you bet your ass they're going to be looking to stop Jonathan Taylor. So that's why I looked at the receiving yards. Because, honestly, this is a bubble screen that goes for 16, 17 yards, and then maybe one more play, one more reception, and we hit this over. It just doesn't seem like a whole lot, and I really feel like the Colts are going to continue to con- uh, count on Jonathan Taylor to, to be their offense. Uh, it allows Carson Wentz to minimize mistakes. Their offensive line is great. It allows it to play their strengths. I mean, this guy is a stud, and I can't believe. I know the stats say he hasn't eclipsed this number very much. It's surprising that this number is so low. 23 and a half receiving. I mean, that is one big play. All it takes is, is mm-hmm. like I said, a little dish out from Carson Wentz. I, I, already, I bet this pre-pod, like before I even made it a big bank play, this, this, was, this was a bet. Uh, and so I'm loving this, and I encourage you guys to take this one, too. Nice. That's very sharp. It's one of those things where, John, I believe it was against the 49ers, he had that little outlet pass, and he just kind of hit the nuts and ran all the way there. That's, he's got that ability, you know? Yeah, I, I think that the one thing about the reason why it is so low is because of the volume. Um, I know mm-hmm. that he's not really, quote-unquote, their pass-catching right. running back. But, yeah, I think if, if, the, if the lanes get clogged up, they're going to definitely want to try to get him the ball in other ways. And yeah. I think it's one of those things where everyone, the microscope's on him. He's the best player on their team by sure. a lot. I think it's one of those things where they're going to feed him the ball in any way they can. Especially, as we were saying, you know, Bucks run defense, stellar. Got to get him the ball in space. So, uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. a, a great 
uh, sharp correlation play. Love it. Yeah, this this one, obviously I love it. I bet it, and I encourage you guys to bet it too. That's how much I love it. <laughs> All right, so Deans, you, you, let's go to your next big bank play. Yes, so this is a team that I have picked on since the jump, and that will be the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm taking the Falcons minus 120 money line. <laughs> it um, was in my li- I, I <laughs> yeah. literally was this close to making it. It was so, that of the Giants. I'm wow. probably going to regret that one. <laughs> so so let, let me let me throw a little disclaimer on here. Cordell Patterson is tracking to play. Okay. Um, if he, in some event that he does not play, of course, this bet is going to dry on the vine, but I don't back down from anything. I'm going to bet it right now on Wednesday, and you should too. Um, the reason why I'm taking this right here is that the Jaguars, yeah, they've been pitiful, but let's look at the Falcons. They have scored three points in the last two games, and they have got absolutely Yuck. shook out of their boots in yep. both of those contests. Arthur Smith, I think he's better than this, and what better way to do it than a familiar territory and a familiar foe? Of course, Arthur Arthur. Yeah. Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator of the Titans, played the Jaguars twice uh, a year for his however long he was on the team. I think that he knows this team very well. He's going to draw up and scheme up the exact right ways. I think that this is uh, mission critical right now. First year head coach, you don't want to get shut out every single week unless you're fully committed to the rebuild. And Arthur Blank, I don't know, for some reason he wants Matt Ryan to succeed whether he (laughs) wants to or not. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just think it's one of those things. Matt Ryan... For what it's worth, looked very fiery on the sidelines. Okay, a, a lot last week, and it's it's one of those things where you know they suck, they're horrible, but maybe they caught a hard part of their schedule. Cowboys, Patriots. I can't imagine. Can you can you name any bottom seven teams that would do better than the Falcons in those two games? No. Nah. I mean, maybe score some points, but yeah. At the same time, I think it's one. Of but those it's things. not by much. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No one's going to fault them for losing those games, but they looked pathetic. Now playing the worst team in the NFL. I think that this is a complete joke that's pretty much pick them. Uh, yeah, what pre- is, what's the spread? Is it, is it, it can't be big. It's one or two, depending oh, okay. on where you look. Okay. But um, money line is minus 120. I yeah. locked that in at 6 o'clock today. I think that's one of those things where if you see a low spread there, and it's kind of uh, harkening back to my college basketball strategy, I don't like laying points when I could just take a money line of something that's very shallow, like a minus 120 for this, some of our, our spread plays are minus 120. I'll take the Falcons to win outright in Jacksonville. The Jaguars suck, and that's that. <laughs> you convinced me. Well handicapped, right? <laughs> awesome. Love that. All right, so my final play, I said I was going with teams that nobody wants to touch this week, so I am sticking with that theme, and for that reason, I, Zachary Nasiolo, am taking the Seahawks Ooh, on wow, Monday okay. night against the Washington football team. For one unit. And guys, I'm sorry. I am not buying into this winning streak by the football team. Okay. Uh, it does not make sense to me. Their offense has really been the one that's been uh, that's been picking it up. And you can say, oh, Zach, but they're getting Logan Thomas back. And, oh, but the Seahawks have looked abysmal. Talked about it earlier. I am putting this in the hands of Russell Wilson. The, the, to me, I look at the Seahawks and the football team, and they are almost about the same skill level to me. Their defenses okay. are both pretty much bottom 10 uh, in the NFL and DVOA. Offensively, the Seahawks have been broken. And I, I've seen what happened. with uh, The Chiefs, to me, are just the leading example. The talent is there that just haven't been executing. I think that last week they got way too conservative with the whole run, oh, we're going to run the ball, and it just it didn't work. Besides that, the time possession was off. There were a lot of three and outs. I expect the Seahawks to come out, guns a-blazing, getting that ball down the field. Uh, I do not think that the defense is going to be needed for this game. I think this is going to be a good old-fashioned Seahawks get-right game mm, after okay. the skid that mm. they've been on. Uh, I'm trusting them to, to get right. It just doesn't make sense to me how bad they've been playing, and it's it's been, you know, it's very rare that both, like, your offense and defense are both going through basically, like, historic lows, it seems like. Yeah. Especially yeah. the Seahawks' offense. It's very surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, realistically, is Taylor Heineke the guy who's going to come in there and light it up? You want to talk about a run game that's been non-existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh it seems God, to me yeah. that the, the, the Washington run yeah, game Gibson has been... Gibson with the one inch per carry. Yeah, Gibson's <laughs> been bad. I mean, McKissick has been pretty decent. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I, I, it's basically a pick 'em, and I don't care what the record shows. I know what the Seahawks are capable of, and I do not think that they're gonna drop this game um, on Monday night. I just feel like this is a huge bounce back spot, and 
plus a half? I mean, come on. Yeah. It, it's, it's Pete Carroll this week was talking to the media and said to them, I don't – in so many words, I'm unfamiliar with this feeling. I don't know how we got here. I don't know why we're so bad. I don't know what to do, which, that, which scared me because – and, and this could be just him showing his age a little bit, where it's just, you want to kind of shake him and be like, old man, just stop forcing the run. Like, like the problem is not as big as you're making it. You're not opening the offense up, you're hamstringing it. And that's the only thing that scares me in a game like this. I do totally agree that Washington has been punching above their, their weight class. They've, they've been overachieving. They won a really close game with the Panthers. Heck, they won a close game with the, with the Buccaneers, let's face it. Um... I see it's just it's just so tough cuz I also want the Seahawks to be better. I feel like the NFL is more fun when the Seahawks let, are better. Let me, but it's a tough call. Yeah, let, let me let me say this. I think when it comes to Pete Carroll, you you had mentioned age and of course I'm not trying to push him out the door or anything. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that at this age, do you really want to start over? Uh, Russell Wilson was saying that he wanted to leave the team in the offseason. He didn't end up doing it. Of course, an unfortunate injury and they kind of treaded water with Geno Smith. But it's one of those things where you know, I, this team doesn't have it. They're going nowhere. They don't. They don't really have anything. And it's one of those things where you know this is the put up or shut up game. Sure. Uh, the one thing that to mention is that the model makes this Washington minus one even. So it's one of those things where if you think I'm a goof, you could take Seattle <laughs> and be very comfortable. Or if you think that I'm I'm dead on, you could just no play as I am doing. But the one thing I will say, and the reason why I brought up mm-hmm. Pete Carroll is, it is possible that in this matchup. He just gets out coached. Ron Rivera is a great coach. We all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yes, Washington's been a little bit fluky, but I would say that I lean Washington. Okay. In a very narrow I, spread. I, I think I would do that too. But like Zach was saying, stranger things have happened in the NFL. Amen. It happens every single week. Um, and, and Washington's not, is, is not a barn burner. What would shock you more? Tyler Heineke lighting it up and Washington winning by 20 or Russell Wilson looking like the old Russell Wilson and right. winning by 20? Right, it's exactly. The, it's the other one. Exactly. You're totally right. Um, so that's an interesting one. I'll keep my eye on. That. Controversial pick central. That's me, baby. I Do love it. it. Listen, you're not getting these kind of discussions on other pods. You're, you're simply not. Um, I'm going to go very uh, favorite heavy again, and my final big bank play for the unit. Um, just after they dropped uh, a really close game last week to the aforementioned Washington football team, I think the Panthers are finding their stride, and they're only being favored by two points at the Dolphins, who I also think is a team that's overachieving. They're on a three-game winning streak, but beating teams the likes of the Texans, the Jets, the bottom feeders in the NFL. So the Dolphins themselves, you know, they have a little moxie now that they've strung together three wins. But do I see this team as being anywhere close to being a good team again? No, I don't. And the Panthers, with Cam Newton, they looked amazing when they played the Cardinals a couple of weeks ago. And last week it was another close game. You know, they, they, what, they won 34-10 to against the Cardinals, and then last week it was 27-21. Um, I know that because I lost the under. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think that matchup-wise, the Dolphins still... the Is the Dolphins' defense... I don't know what the metrics are. Are they good? Are they anything? They're nothing to talk about, so right? The, the Dolphins' thing has they're been... They're probably not they, great. They're probably not bad. they up but. on uh, bad teams aside from the Thursday night short week game against the Ravens. Right, exactly. So their only wins have been against Mac Jones in his first start, the Jets... Who you know? Insert fart noise here. Yeah. And uh, the Ravens on a short week, <laughs> right? And the and the Texans. Uh, yeah, and the Texans. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. They'd right. Be, I think two. That's weeks right. Because I had the Texans that week. <laughs> um, yeah. Either either way, they're. I don't want to say that they're frauds because a team that has only beaten certain teams are. Yeah. They're not fraudulent. They are what they are. They you, beat up on bad teams. You can only put the teams that are on your schedule. Exactly. And I think the Panthers again coming. I I really love taking teams either coming off a win or a loss and then kind of putting my eggs in that basket, right? Panthers mm-hmm. are coming off a close loss. They know it's a tight NFC race. I think they're in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, like if the season today. No? no close to so. it? They, well, they're 5-6. and six. They're 5-6. and six. Vikings are 5-5. Five and five. Eagles are 5-6. and six. I think that you, okay. they're in the mix. Yeah they're, yeah, they're certainly in the mix. Um, either, yeah, either way. They're going to be fighting for it. And it's crazy to think, like... They're the, in the hunt. The Panthers <laughs> have gone through such an up-and-down season. And, like, I feel like for most teams it would be a death knell. I mean, it's hard to not look at the Giants because of the coaching stuff that happened behind the scenes. A team that is stuck in the perpetual mud seemingly for years now, whereas the Panthers are making new decisions about the team every week. And it's it's hard to say what's working, what's not. 
But the fact of the matter is the team is 5-6 and six and is still in the thick of the playoff race. I think this is a must-win for them. The Dolphins, again, recede back to the mean. The Panthers get win number six to keep tight. Uh, and I think Cam Newton throws on the Superman costume one more time because he's back! He's back! Well, that's very interesting because I... I John, what, what you said made me not want to bet... Okay. Either side, be, uh, mainly because I was leaning Dolphins the whole way. Okay. I think the Panthers are. You know that on the season, <laughs> Robbie Anderson has 23 catches for 200 yards. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah, I just think like they. <laughs> Not worried about him. You can't have. I, I don't know. Cam, it, make what you will, but I think he was more of a flash in the pan personally, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, although it was against the shit of the AFC, I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Flores has the guys like kind of buzzing and uh, like. Hey, why not us? Kind of thing. Sure. So it's, it's an interesting one. It's a low spread, so um, mm-hmm. you know it's one that I will happily not be a part of. All right, guys, I'm going back to the well. I'm a, I am the only handicapper around that has had the Texans multiple weeks <laughs> in a row. And guys, I had it last week. Texans covered. They won outright. That's right. I didn't even get a chance to brag about that. But guys, Texans at home hosting the horrible, horrible, horrible Jets. They don't have any quarterbacks left. COVID outbreak in the quarterback room. Zach Wilson, bum knee, and also bad quarterback. I think it's one of those things mm-hmm. where, you know, yes, he was hurt. I'm not going to say that he wasn't hurt. But I think that maybe he could have came back if he was something. And maybe the Jets could have forced him back and been like, hey, let's win some let's win some games, get out there. I think he's so bad that the Jets were trying to protect him and saying <laughs> like, hey, you know, t- take your lumps, learn a little bit this year. I think that in a perfect scenario, actually, the Jets had a competent – you know, veteran starter, Zach Wilson wouldn't touch the field this year. I don't think he's ready. And because okay. of that, I'm going to go with the Texans. Dare I say they were a better coached team. And it's one of those things where Tyrod Taylor, he's an average quarterback. I have him five points better than Davis Mills. And look what happens when you... Quarterback is king in the NFL. Look what happens uh-huh. when you have a competent quarterback uh, helming your team. Tyrod does what it takes to win the game. I think that the Texans are just marginally better here. Texans at home against the hosting the Jets... My model has minus 3.75. That would make Houston minus 2.5 a great play here. Also kind of lean the under, but I get a little bit scared when it comes to pick sixes because Zach Wilson fucking sucks. So we'll go with Texans, less than a field goal. Um, not the worst team in my power rankings anymore, but I think that they're just yeah. going to climb out a little bit, string a couple wins together, and uh, yeah, I think I like them to cover here at home. Yeah, I think with Tyrod Taylor lineup, it's crazy. That it really is crazy to say this, but I am going to say it. I think the Texans are better than the Jets, you know? Oh, 100%. I, I Jets, Jets are Team 31 in my power rankings. Jaguars are 32. Right. Uh, v- very fun fact. And then, um, obviously, I'm fading them because of the worst team in my right. rankings. Right. And then, uh, I actually don't have where's, them in front of me. I was going to say, where's, where's the Lions in that in that whole uh, thing? That's got to be close to the bottom, right? They're definitely close to the bottom, but sh- I'll, Maybe I'll, like get, to, I'll get that to you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, but, look, at, look up on Instagram. I'll post my whole power rankings because nice. that, okay. at Winning TX Pod because I always allude to it, but I never actually release the recipe. I'm going to do that. And also, little fun gambit time here. If you guys uh, DM us and say, John, what, what kind of fun word can they say to us this what, time? What kind of what kind of fun word? Let's see. It's Thanksgiving related. Turkey! Ooh. Let's say, say, say turkey let's or, say or turkey. feast or something like that. I will send you every single model play, which on the season, my model is 87, 69, and 9 for a total of 55.7%. Nice. And I will give you every single play that the model likes. Um, fun fact, we have kind of crossed over a lot of these that are winners. But yes, yeah, so Houston, this is a one and a quarter point edge. Let's go for it. Yeah, that's a frisky one. And the Texans' bets have been pretty good this year, from what I remember. Um, Texans as a favorite. Yeah. I just want to go ahead and say that again. <laughs> Texans are the favorite, I think, for the first time in any game this year. Probably. Actually, very fun fact. Last week, I said it, and I will stand by it. Steelers will not be favored at any game at any point this year for the remainder of the season. <laughs> and this week, they're four and a half point dogs. Yep. So, so far, I'm right. <laughs> Is it time to a woof, woof, woof? I think we're, I think we're there, man. The Dog Pound. All right. This one I goes back to one of my favorite pastimes to do for the Dog Pound. And let's just choose the best team that's a dog. And this week, it's the place where Dean's going for a bachelor party. It's old Lambeau Field Green Bay Packers for plus 100. They're, I think, right now a one-point underdog against the Rams. 
why am I going to bet against Ben? Uh, I'm saying Ben Roethlisberger. Jeez, got Ben on the mind. Uh, why am I going to bet against Aaron Rodgers in his home field uh, against a Rams team that is still? Uh, they they just had a bye, right? So they're, yep. they're coming off a couple of weird losses themselves. Um, this could be a time for a get-right, bounce-back kind of game. The Packers, to me, have been too good for the to let the Rams kind of stick around. Uh, and I do just like that. It's just rare that you're going to find the Packers as an underdog this year. So I love taking them. I know it's not what you want to hear, Dean. Uh, I'm sure you'd love to see Los Angeles win when you're in Lambeau, being a Vikings fan. Uh, but but something tells me that the Packers will find... Again, coming off a loss to the Vikings, right? Again, going back to coming off a loss, they're going to look to get their mojo back, get things back on track. A very important game for the seeding in the NFC come playoff time. I think the Packers hold on here. Hey, man, dude, uh, I, I think as soon as I step foot into Lambeau Field, I'm going to be like a, a sinner in a cathedral and just <laughs> shrivel up. And just, yeah, do you have the weather forecast? How's the weather supposed yeah. to be? It's supposed to snow on Thursday, so tomorrow it's supposed to snow. But, um, yeah, just same, same as here, like 38, 37. Okay. I did buy a bunch of new sweatshirts and pants. Nice. <laughs> Did you also, get, did you have Vikings gear by any like is it Vikings? So I am not. I gonna, not wearing I, I'm not going to wear any Vikings stuff to the game. I okay. was as a joke going to wear a Rams hat, but okay. I, I decided it wouldn't be <laughs> of good color. But yeah, it's just basically I'll go I'll go in the neutral black. Okay, yeah, that works. Yeah, bring black bring death death, death <laughs> to the to the game. Morning, team. Who do you got? <laughs> well, guys, I was going to save it as a cliffhanger uh, <laughs> as I didn't react to John's pick at all, but. We could cue the sounder because I Yo, also have the Packers go. plus 100. It's just <laughs> when do you get the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field there you go. as underdogs? That's the um, handicap. That's I know handicap. I, I know that you know the Rams are coming off of two, let's face it, two embarrassing losses. Yeah. Also, uh, Matthew Stafford is no stranger to this place where he's gotten butt-fucked every time he steps <laughs> in the building. Um, he's kind of like, this, is, this kind of reminds me of another sports gambling trope that I would always say. Is I would tell my friends while David Price was on the Red Sox, let me know whenever he steps foot in Yankee, Yankee Stadium because yep. you should be wearing a gimp suit and a ball gown because <laughs> he gets absolutely shelled there. Matthew Stafford, I'm pretty sure, John, if, if you want to even look this up, I'm pretty sure Matthew Stafford has never won in Lambeau. Uh, or if he has, it's probably like. I think he has like one. I'm it has to be like right one now. in 14. He just never does anything. I think he's going to be seeing ghosts there. Also, another thing, getting into the real analysis here. <laughs> the, the Packers lost El- Elginton Jenkins last week against the Vikings. Heartbreaker um, in a division rivals building. It's one of those things where you know they're coming home. They got to refocus. Three and seven record at Lambeau Field. Three and seven at Lambeau. Um, I can't imagine you know L.A. the flashy sunshine and beach team going into the cold. I I just don't see it happening. Um, the Rams also are a little bit soft. They don't really run the ball. I think that's the way to keep Rodgers off the field. Vikings did that a lot. Um, yeah, I just think it's one of those things where too many mouths to feed. This is uh, getting the Vince Young super team air about them. I just think that the Rams maybe have a little bit more troubles. I hope that McVay probably worked them out for my season-long bets, but I just don't think it's going to happen this week. Give me the Packers at even odds. All right, guys. It was hard to keep quiet. It was hard to keep quiet. But you know what we haven't had a lot of this season in this podcast mm. is head-to-heads. Ooh. Whoa. And I said I'm going with all the teams I despise slash don't like. Uh, my dog found the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Miami yeah. Dolphins. Home versus the Panthers. I did not see enough of no? Cam Newton with the Panthers. Yeah. You're going with Pua? I'm, I'm going with fucking Pua. Yeah. I think for the first time this year I have money on the Dolphins. Interesting. Wow. And uh, you know what? I just feel like they're, they're hitting their stride the right time. Their defense has been stepped up. The game against the Jets was pretty ugly. They did wind up winning uh, somewhat convincingly. Um, these are two bad teams. There's no way to put it. The Panthers mm. and the Dolphins, to me, are, are, are both pretty bad. It just seems to me like Flores is finally resonating. More importantly, their defense is stepping up. I'm still not sold that Cam Newton is Um And they have to travel. To Miami, not that, that means much from North Carolina. Um, I mean, it's, they're playing away. You know what I mean? They're they're two point. Uh, Dolphins. You know, if they were home. They'd probably home be home dogs who are uh, literally yeah. now right back in the thick of the playoff picture. Yeah. Um, I I I just I don't. I think this game's gonna be a stinker, and yeah, for that reason, I I'm agree. going with the stinky team. I'm going <laughs> with Pua. He stinks. Going. With- 
going with... I, I don't mean to co-sign against the Big Bank play, but I did lean the Dolphins originally. I was very surprised to hear John with the pants. I was I, very surprised. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's only two points, you know what I mean? It's not What's well, a coin crazy. toss, and I love... Listen. Yeah. That's what we preach here in the Dog Pound. Yeah. When it's a 50-50 <laughs> game, and you can get... What, what is it? Plus 110? Yep. If it's a 50-50 game, if I say heads or John, heads or tails, right. tails is minus 105 and heads is plus 110. The correct bet is you take heads every single time. You get in the odds. Let's let's do it like that. So, Zach, in that regard, I will condone it. Wow. A little head-to-head action. Probably That's for the first time yeah, we haven't had a lot of since the first couple of weeks. There's been a lot of co-signing. There's been a lot of agreement. No. Yeah. I want Everybody fucking blood, John. <laughs> fuck the Panthers. Fuck, fuck the Panthers. Cam Newton's a loser. Pua, baby. Pua's going to go down. They're going to put... Who I don't even know who their backup is? J- Jake Brisket again? <laughs> Let and me then... tell you something. <laughs> if Pua loses this one, Pua. Mike, tell your girlfriend I'm going to have another word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We're out for blood. I think that wraps it up. This was a super packed episode with some Thanksgiving picks. Again, I'm going to try to get this on social media. Keep following us at Winning Ticks Pod, Twitter, Instagram, on Slack, wherever you get your social media content from. Uh, and we'll recap the Thanksgiving games. We hope you guys enjoy them. We hope you guys win a ton of money this upcoming weekend. Uh, and it's it's do or die time here in the Big Bang for all of us uh, double as double units unit come up. Mayhem. It's yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the place. We're having fun as Minus 1000, the winning ticket podcast. For myself, John, Zach, and Dean, we'll see you next time.